Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast. Uh, we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline uh, at A to Z Sports. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and more uh, for all of our great Titans content. Also, A to Z Sports.com where we've got constant coverage of the Tennessee Titans there. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys. Uh, like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, the OR app, keeping us all safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial with the OR app at aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And our friends at Krebs Kubota, online, krebskubota.com, and three great locations serving you in the Middle Tennessee area, Franklin, Columbia, and Murfreesboro, an elite Kubota dealer. So check them out at Kubota. Dot com. So, Jack, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Titans players and, and uh, roster today because we're going to play stock up, stock down, whose stock grew the most, whose stock dropped the most. Uh, we'll talk about uh, quarterbacks and non-quarterbacks here. Um, so, uh, yeah, Jack is back. Uh, John <laughs> says, am I tripping or does Jack look a little different? And then uh, Jerome says, Jack, the baby face of the team. Well, both of them, we were talking about this pre-show. Uh, we both are clean shaven today, which I'm on a every 10, 10 days shaving cycle, which is slow for me. And Jack is no longer rocking the stash. So Jack, welcome back. Um, if you guys did not listen to the Titan Up podcast last week, you missed out because Adrian Tapasso oh. was phenomenal. Uh, and so uh, that was a great listen, but welcome in here. So I'm going to toss it to you first before we go stock up, stock down, because uh, yesterday we talked, Sam and I did all about Malik Willis and Will Levis. And so I want to hear what your opinions were uh, on the two quarterbacks. Do either of those guys have a stock up, stock down label uh, in your opinion after their performance against the Bears? Well, I think we have to separate the two because obviously Willis has a year in the system and Levis came out of college in a more advanced system than what Willis had at Liberty. So they're kind of at different places in their career, obviously. But I found myself very encouraged by both of their play. Like, for let's start with Levis. That throw he made when they rolled him out, I think it was his first pass attempt where he found somebody over the middle it, it, on a little touch throw. I thought that that was beautiful. That's exactly how you use Levis's athleticism and mobility to cater to his strengths. He's got that arm. as a, You know, we saw a big arm from him. He overthrew a couple of guys. But in his first time out, I thought, I thought he did well. I thought that he wasn't, you know – trying to check it down or play it safe on third down. He was always trying to throw past the sticks. It seemed like, which is an issue I kind of had with Willis at times, 
But uh, on the other side of the coin, Willis commanded the offense very well. Um, I thought he looked comfortable. He looked poised. He was going through more than one read, which is a good sign of development for him there mentally. Um, still kind of a tick slow on things. The timer in his head doesn't go off quite as quickly as I would like it to. The surrender throw I mentioned, he, he had one on, I think it was third and nine. He threw like a six-yard pass. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know it's like it's still practice reps for these guys, but I want to see them try and advance the drive to get more reps for themselves and, and you know, more confidence for themselves leading, leading them on touchdown drives. The scramble from Willis to extend that drive on the drive he rushed for a touchdown on just before he scored that touchdown right. was very impressive. And uh, I, I don't know. I just left very encouraged from the quarterbacks after what I saw in game one against Chicago. We're going to see more, and I'm sure the offense is going to open up for both of them as the preseason rolls along. But, yeah, encouraging signs from both. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Malik Willis's uh, improvement was very clear uh, in his performance on Saturday. And if Will Levis is going to continue to get better and be better than that moving forward, then I think the Titans have a, a heck of a quarterback battle for the backup uh, quarterback job behinds, uh, behind Ryan Tannehill. And so uh, we're going to get into a lot of our stock up, stock down here. Uh, but uh, some news that came out yesterday from the Tennessee Titans. <clears throat> excuse me. There was a an ominous feeling around the Titans yesterday, Jack, after practice, where your uncle Jim Wyatt, like your real uncle Jim Wyatt, was <laughs> yeah. sitting there and he knew there was a, a transaction that was made because Kyle Pecco joined the, the Titans for practice yesterday. Uh, and also uh, Josh Thompson was elevated off of the non-football injury list. And so there were needed to be a couple uh, corresponding moves for that. And uh, we all knew that there was one player, Shaquille Brown, who got hurt against the Bears, who was placed on IR. We knew that, that he was going to be out for a while. But there were several players that were missing from practice yesterday. Uh, and we thought one of them was going to be gone. And that was Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson out. Uh, after uh, playing in three seasons and 24 games for the Titans at cornerback, a seventh-round pick uh, in, in John Robinson's 2020 class. Now Christian Fulton, the only remaining draft pick from that 2020 class that was an utter disaster outside of what Fulton has been. And uh, so we'll kind of see what Christian Fulton's going to be like going into a contract year. But Chris Jackson was out, and Jack, Sam and I talked late last week about players that needed – to thrive in the preseason game. Chris Jackson was on Sam and I's list and he didn't even play against the bears. And so it felt like this was the Titans protecting him from getting hurt. Because if a player gets hurt, like Shaquille Brown did in the preseason or training camp, then they go on injury reserve and they do get money. And so they didn't, to me, this is just my assumption and me connecting dots. They didn't want to play Chris Jackson because they thought Chris Jackson was going to be an early cut candidate. And so don't play him to give him to, to allow him to get hurt. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, probably the right way to look at it. Um, seventh round picked out of Marshall. I thought, I thought he exceeded his draft value and he's got a great story. So it does stink to see him go, but the Titans need to get serious at cornerback and they, and they need to do so quickly. The depth there, I'm not super confident in, and we'll get to that later on in the show, but to see Chris Jackson go, I mean, it's real now because you have to wait till the final preseason game and you make that massive cut where you let go of just about half of your roster for the preseason. Um, so it's it, times are serious, and, and they, they bring in Kyle Pecco, a defensive lineman. I thought the defensive line got pushed around quite a bit in the second half by the Bears' offensive line, which has, has probably less depth than the Titans do up front. 
So, you know, you need to bring in a big body there. I like that move. But Chris Jackson to go, uh, you know, it, it was he served a purpose while he was here, which is more than most seventh round picks do. So, um, you know, I, I hope he lands on his feet. But it, a move does need to be made at the cornerback room. They, they need to really start getting serious about the depth behind some of those starters because I'm not so confident in them. Yeah, so we will talk uh, stock down later in the show because, Jack, I I was going to have Chris Jackson on a stock down list coming out of that Bears game because he didn't play. I already had a bad feeling about that, uh, but he is out as a Titan, uh, waived yesterday uh, in, in several moves the Titans made uh, as we just kind of walk through there. So let's go ahead and get the question out there to the audience here, Jack. Which Titans player – stocks grew the most which titans players stock grew the most in the preseason game versus the bears so we're asking you guys on facebook youtube and twitch for who you think had the best performance to improve their stock uh, against the bears so one player from you guys and then jack and i will dive into our opinion so which titans player stock do you think grew the most in that game against the chicago bears but first uh, let me tell you guys about our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Uh, you can help uh, and plan on them for all of your health coverage. They've been serving Tennesseans across the entire state for over 75 years, which means they know how to do it. They know how to take care of people. And regardless of your situation, they've got a plan for you. And you can see them as we get into football season. They support athletics at every level. They support the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Vols, other colleges across the state, and also high schools across the state as well as high school football gets going this Friday, I think. Man, that's crazy. But uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans, they love being a part of your community and helping you out with your family situation, whatever that is, whether you've got a growing family you need health coverage with, or maybe uh, you're out on your own, or maybe you're in that later stage of life, that more mature stage of Medicare and trying to figure out the next step uh, of uh, health coverage. So check them out online. It's super easy to get started at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. We're already in the second week of preseason, which means time is ticking down to get your NFL futures bets in place over at BetMGM, and they've got an even better offer that will help you and your friends make some extra money this football season. Current users, log into BetMGM and go to the Refer a Friend invitation. You can get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend joins BetMGM, they get $100, and you get $100 all in bonus bets. You can invite up to 20 friends to run that total all the way up to $2,000 in bonus bets and start your football season making some money over at BetMGM. All right, so Jack, which Titans player's stock grew the most in that game against the Chicago Bears? I'm going to send you uh, to the chat to see what the people are saying on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Which singular player had their stock grow the most, according to the chat? Uh, Pistol Ramsey says Spears. Uh, Orlando says Spears IR says not a player, but Tim F and Kelly, the offense looked pretty good under Tim Kelly. Um, Garer Marsh chestnut says Jameson Tajay, Tajay Spears, Tajay Spears, Tajay Spears, uh, more Spears. Brad thinks Spears major key says Malik stock up Mike Brown for one of those backup safety spots. Um, Gar had a big TFL in that game. His stock's going up. Uh, Matt Drew says Spears, Gar, uh, you know, Gar's emergence could have led to Chris Jackson's, you know, release. So uh, Gar did definitely step up. Mr. Jones says Malik Willis. Fix it says Spears, Chestnut from Scott Weaver. The running backs looked good. Um, Spears, more Spears. Uh, Tajay, not sharp. That's some more Spears. 
Duncan says uh, Lane. Lane, we'll just say Lane. Uh, Spears from Omar. <laughs> Garer and Marsh from Orlando. Spears, a lot of a lot of Garer and Spears, but mostly Spears from the chat. Yeah. Austin, does that surprise you? Uh no. Uh, it does not surprise me at all. Um, and so there's a lot of good players on this list. Uh, so Trey Avery had the interception. Uh, Dr. Jack Gibbons is getting a lot of play. Caleb the Murphy doctor. had a sack. <clears throat> so, Jack, I'll, I'll toss it to you. Give me two because we're, we're each going to have two. So I want to know yeah. your two players that you think had their stock grow the most uh, in that game against the Bears. Tajay Spears is so obvious to me. Austin, three plays into the game. I, I like to take notes when I watch. I wrote three words next to Tajay Spears' name. Grab your pants. All caps. <laughs> Every time he has the ball, you've got to grab your pants. I'm serious. This guy is explosive. Who, watching he, the game? Like, were you? What where, What part of your pants are you grabbing there, Jack? Just grab your – hold on to your pants because he's going to move quick. He moved very quickly. He's very dynamic with the ball in his hands. Even off the kickoff return, I liked it. You just saw like him go to a different gear on the kickoff return. It was, it was a solid return, nothing special, but his shiftiness was on display. They gave him a short yardage opportunity on third and one. He converted. They gave him a toss play to the right sideline. He jitterbugged his way up to like the 10-yard line. He looked so dynamic with that football in his hand, and I know Derrick Henry's in the backfield, but man, Tajay Spears, a lot of people were down on him, including myself, just because of the injury reports coming out of the draft. But he put all of my questions to, to bed with one epic performance in limited action against the Chicago Bears. I am very excited to see more of him. He looks like a game change type, game changing type back. And uh, we talked about on a show earlier this offseason of how important he's going to be in the low red zone. We saw Dontrell Hilliard make a bunch of catches in the low red zone, find his way. Uh, into the end zone a few times for the Titans in the couple in, in the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Tajay Spears can be that and more for the Titans. Talk about not just a change of pace back for the Titans in the backfield with Spears compared to Henry's bruising style. And, you know, Henry's still got some giddy up as well. But Spears is tough to bring down. And in, in space, man, he can make guys miss. I loved what I saw from Tajay Spears. Yeah, Tajay Spears was fun to watch. And in such – he only he only played that one series or did he maybe put a couple series – I can't remember exactly, but Tajay Spears, um, an instant impact, had six carries for 32 yards, average of of 5.3 per carry, uh, did catch a pass out of the backfield for four yards from Malik Willis. So that's that's seven touches uh, for 36 yards uh, immediately, and a couple of those were were in the red zone, did have a long carry of 14. Uh, I think he looked exactly how I thought he would look out there, quicker uh, than everybody else that's trying to tackle him. And Titans Kyle brings us up the Austin Stanley special, the toss sweep. So I did, I knew this was going to happen, Jack, because I have been ranting, raving, hating, calculating and charting all the Derrick Henry toss plays in the last three years. And I hate the Derrick Henry toss. Rarely does it work, but I'm not out on the toss play as a running play in the NFL. I'm out on Derrick Henry running the toss play in the NFL because it does not suit his skill set. And so, but Tajay Spears, Tajay Spears toss Moss, Derrick Henry toss no Moss. So I'm, I'm (laughs) keeping the campaign going because Tajay Spears is a running back that can do well with the toss play. And I'm, I'm just more excited to see him 
the deeper he gets into this thing. And he is a player that I don't think he's going to get much run the rest of the preseason. I think that was a validation series, a validation game for him, for Tajay Spears. And I think this is a guy that Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly and the rest of the Titans offensive coaching staff is going to stash away for the next couple of weeks and not show too much. Because from what I've seen at training camp practices and even some of the mini camps back in the spring, there's a lot of different ways the Titans are going to want to use Tajay Spears. And they're going to show you the most vanilla version of it uh, in the preseason. And he might, I, I, I would not be upset if they just say, all right, Tajay, you're done. Shut him down for the preseason. Stay healthy. I've seen enough. Yeah, and uh, I see Jameson in the chat asking, who's RB2, Haskins or Spears? I think it's Spears and a runaway. Yeah. You know, Haskins has had a lot of time to prove that he could he could step into that role. Obviously, the Titans front office didn't think he had done that or else they wouldn't have drafted Spears. Um, you know, watching him play in this first preseason game, uh, like you said, validates a lot of their opinions and validates their draft choice uh, this year. So I, I, I think Haskins' time is coming to an end and Spears' stock is – is rising at, you know, astronomically. It's, it, it was awesome to see him in action, but yeah. He was uh, really my... fun. So before we move on from Spears, because his knee injury thing, I want to get to this because I want to play this from the conversation we had uh, with the bone and joint Institute earlier, uh, right after he was drafted about what Tajay Spears knee situation is like and why I think I'm even more, excited about him early in his career the problem with an acl guys is an acl creates a very unstable knee the knees it's it's hard to play on because the knee is actually unstable it's loose right and um and that allows for injury to the cartilage it allows injury for the meniscus and there's there's always a way to to compensate and make up for things and arthritis actually makes the knee stiffer right so arthritis is, uh, it has that sort of secondary downstream effect of the knee gets stiffer, you lose motion. And actually, you, you, you can examine a guy who's 20 years out, you know, see, who played football and didn't have his ACL fixed. His knee's pretty stiff, right? And he's got, but he's got significant arthritis on, uh, on his x-ray. It's because of that phenomenon. So as, as arthritis ensues, the stiffness actually is, is, makes the knee a little bit more stable, yeah. but it comes at a huge price, right? The, what's the huge price of arthritis? Well, it's stiffness, it's loss of motion, it's swelling, it's inflammation, it's pain. Um, and, and, you know, that, and it, 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 knee arthritis is a big problem and it's a, it's a bigger problem than just not having an ACL. So that's from uh, the summer or right after Tajay Spears was drafted back in the spring with the Bone and Joint Institute. So here's what was interesting to me is that his ACL that he does not have, and I interview, I was a part of a media scrum uh, for uh, Spears yesterday, and I looked down and I saw the scar that he's got on his knee from those surgeries. But if he doesn't have an ACL, the arthritis that he currently has is making it a- able for him to play. And so I thought that was fascinating. Here's a good thing because the arthritis will become an an aspect down the road, but he was out there at practice yesterday, just, you know, two days after playing in a game, juiced up, like moving good, being explosive. And so I think with Tajay Spears is as his career goes, watching how often does he practice after playing and touching the football a lot in a game, uh, he was on the practice field Monday looking like he, nothing was wrong. And so that was a good development too. 
And that's the big question, right? How's he going to respond after a big workload? Right. Uh, he's, he's not going to have to shoulder the load because you have Derrick Henry back there. But, you know, it, it, it was interesting. Last week on the Tighten Up podcast, we had AJ Chaposo on, and he let us in on a little secret. Craig Hentrick tore his ACL at Notre Dame, never got it fixed, and went on to have like a 20-year career. An incredible career as a punter where that ACL is used every time he's on the field in like a major way. His leg was almost hyperextended every single time he had to punt football. But he made it 20 years as a punter with no ACL. So Mm -hmm. it it can be done. Like it, it sounds scary, but it's been done before and can be done again. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you've got one more stock up guy. I've got my two stock up guys um, here on this Tuesday morning, which Titans players stock grew the most after that preseason game against the Chicago Bears. Uh, we talked a lot about Tajay Spears right there. I agree. He was on my short list, but not uh, one of the two that I'm going to go with. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Aura app. Aura can keep you safe online. They've been doing it with me for the last several months. It's I've almost had Aura for four months now. And it's great because they keep me safe when it comes to my passwords, my credit cards, my identity, everything right there in one app. And it's so easy to sign up. And we're going to give you a two-week free trial with Aura by going to our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. It takes two or three minutes to sign up. And again, a two-week free trial is a big deal. Why? Because data brokers are also what Aura takes care of as well. Data brokers sell your info, uh, your email, your phone number, uh, your address, and all your other information to scammers, telemarketers, and everybody else that's trying to pester you for things you don't want. Aura got rid of 30 data brokers that had my info in five or six days. So we're giving you a two-week free trial. So two-week free trial to get rid of that at the very least is a great way to, to use Aura. And then the password protection is a big deal on top of it as well because they'll send you notifications it's a password, if a password has been compromised so you can go make a quick change and then you don't worry about it. Aura.com is where to go. Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z is the link for that two-week free trial. So check out our sponsor at Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. If you want to get some skin in the game for this football season, BetMGM is the place to go. They've got a great promotion they're running right now. If you have a bunch of friends who are looking for a new sports book along with yourself, then download BetMGM because current users can log into BetMGM, go to their refer a friend invitation, and get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend signs up with BetMGM, they'll get $100 and you'll get $100 all in bonus bets. You can invite up to 20 of your friends to run that total all the way up to $2,000. Football season's in full swing. You don't want to miss out. The sports season, we're past the dog days of the sports season. It's time to get back in the action. Make sure to do it with BetMGM. And visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, uh, only in Tennessee. Uh, Also check out the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Jack here live on this Tuesday morning uh, talking Titans players whose stock grew the most. Um, in the preseason game against the Bears. Your first one was Tajay Spears. Who is your second guy? Malik Willis. I think uh, Malik Willis was just the other guy that jumped off the page. I was looking for a guy to just make an impact and, you know, kind of come to me. And Malik Willis did that. I thought they gave him a lot of run, which was encouraging to see because, you know, I know the, I know the Levis is the guy that everyone wants to check out this, this preseason because he's the new shiny tool in the Titans offense. But, uh Willis did a great job when he was in there I'm confident in him the scrambling was good um I thought he could have thrown it away a time or two when he was under duress and he kind of took like a a one or two yard loss 
back there with the football in his hands. Um, the offensive line didn't really give him much of a chance in the second half, which is really frustrating to me because he needs every rep and, and you know, every read is important in, the, in this offseason in getting him to kind of inch closer to that ceiling we all know he has. But I feel comfortable now with Malik Willis coming in. If, Tan- if something, God forbid, happens to Ryan Tannehill, I think Malik Willis is much more ready this time around. I thought he looked great. He's got a rapport with a few of these receivers. It was good to see him throw to Chris Moore on that opening play. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason Kinsey showed up big for him. Really, his entire performance could have been totally different and looked at through a totally different lens if Josh Wiley comes down with that interception, that deflected interception. Josh Wiley's 6'7". He's hard to overthrow, but at the same time, you're an NFL tight end now, man, and, and you're dealing with Malik Willis. Like You have to bail him out on that play. If it hits your hands, you got to come down with it. And that was frustrating to see because, you know, it goes down as an INT on Willis. Throw could have been better. But at the end of the day, I expect Wiley to come down with that if that ball is thrown to him again. So um, one throw kind of changed the outlook on on Willis's performance overall. But I really liked what I saw. And I'm confident now, much more confident at least than I was last year, if Malik Willis has to come in and clean some stuff up. Yeah. And I uh, I talked to Teron Davenport yesterday at practice about what – me and Sam discussed with Malik and the little subtle move of the eyes that he made on this throw to uh, Treshawn Harrison. So I'm going to play this here, Jack. So this throw right here where he hits Treshawn Harrison in between the two linebackers over the zone, where you watch Malik's eyes on the end zone camera shift to his left, just boom, right there, and then throw middle. And Teron hadn't noticed that to, to that point, and I talked to Teron about it and how big of an improvement that is for Malik to do something so subtle like that that makes a big difference. So I think Malik, yeah, his his progression is is impressive and positive. Uh, but Brandon is correct; still has a lot to work on. Uh, and I, I did see a comment here as well. Uh, well, Charlie says that I hate Malik. I do not hate Malik Willis at all. Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, and then I did see this coming in from where was he? Uh, uh, Jay says Malik is in an awkward spot because he's ahead of Levis, but he's not good enough to start over Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is by far the best quarterback the Titans have, and it's not even close. Uh, and Ryan isn't, Ryan, this, isn't this this awkward spot? Isn't that exactly where you'd expect Levis or uh, Willis to be right now? Like you don't want Levis to outshine you in his first preseason yes. game ever. And Tannehill's obviously the starter. You're not going to jump Tannehill, uh, you know, this early in your career when Tannehill's a 35-year-old guy with a, a, a fantastic record as a Titan starter. So Willis is exactly where he needs to be right now, in my opinion. Still a lot of room to grow. Yeah, still a lot of room to grow. He's got to get faster. He is faster when it comes to his processing, but he still needs to continue to take those other steps. So do I, I don't hate Malik Willis at all. I, I think he's a good guy. I think he has a lot to – to grow from um, and a lot of learning that he has to make up for what he was not taught at Hugh freeze. I blame Hugh freeze for a lot of Will, uh, Malik Willis's uh, learning curve that he's had to go into, but I uh, look, I think this is a fascinating way for this quarterback battle to start. So yeah, Malik um, is in an interesting spot for sure. So Jack, your two stock up guys, Malik and Tajay Spears. Absolutely. So, my two stock up guys, I did have Tajay Spears on my list, but I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to go with two undrafted free agent rookies. I'm going to start with a guy that the chat mentioned a lot of, Eric Garr. I think Eric Garr really made some waves in that game, and he's somebody that's 
slowly made better plays in practice uh, to where early in camp, Eric Gard, number 33 on defense, was the victim of a lot of really good one-on-one reps by the wide receivers. He was getting beat by Harrison, beat by Kinsey, beat by some other of the young uh, uh, rookie wide receivers. And you're like, ah, man, that 33 shows up a lot in bad ways. But over those last couple of weeks, he's really started to settle in. He is aggressive. Uh, Clayton asked, where did Gar go to college? He went to Louisiana Lafayette. And uh, I talked to him yesterday, and the guy is tiny. He may be like 5'8", and he is little. (laughs) But the dude is ferocious, and he's aggressive, and he plays bigger than his actual size because he, I, I didn't realize how short he was going to be until I was standing next to him. Uh, maybe five, eight, but Eric Gar has a lot of speed. He's got a lot of explosiveness. He's aggressive. Like I've mentioned, and he's got punt return ability that I think is fascinating to watch because Kyle Phillips is a good punt returner. We've seen that. I think Eric Gar could be a second punt returner for the Titans. If they need it, if Kyle Phillips has too big of a role on the offense, to be the punt returner, then Eric Gar could be a guy who's confident in his ability to catch and field the punts and also house uh, three uh, in college punt returns for touchdowns. He said one got called back, but he didn't think it should get called back. But I, I think Eric Gar is somebody to watch. And uh, here was a quote from Eric Gar that I got yesterday from him. He says the chip in his shoulder is built into his shoulder because he's been doubted his entire life, high school, college, and in the pros. So Eric Gar is a uh, is a stock-up player to watch moving forward. I love that. Yeah, he, he he did make a big play. I mean, it's surprising to hear that he's really 5'8", because watching, you couldn't tell. Um, right? Came up I mean, I got my roster right here. Let me see what he's actually listed at, because I don't even know if he's 5'8". Oh, he is listed at 5'8", 175. I think 5'8", okay. generous. Really? That small, huh? I mean, he made that, he came up and made a big tackle on that huge TFL. I mean, that was probably yeah. the biggest defensive play of the day for the Titans, not counting the the interception that was really just kind of more like a punt return for Trey mm-hmm. Avery. Um, Gar, Gar absolutely shined. The size is a concern because where do you put him? Do you put him on the outside against, you know, some six foot two guys or in the slot where maybe he gets mismatched uh, up against, uh, I don't know. It, it just becomes a mismatch issue with a guy. That I think he's small. a but, I think he's a nickel guy because he's I think he's faster than Elijah Molden. Now Elijah Molden's way more skilled at that at that spot, but I think Eric Gar is an inside corner. But really, it's it's special teams. Can he be a special teams deep? Yeah. Can he be a guy that flies down on kick coverage units and that can return and that does some of the ugly stuff? Somebody asked, is he a Cortland Finnegan type? I, Cortland Finnegan was really damn good. I, I, you know, Billy Jones asked that. So like, I, I'm not trying to say that Finnegan Eric. Gar was a, too. Yeah. Now fit court court was a different guy. Super nice guy. I've met him several times. I know some of the things he did off the field, but the guy was a light switch. He was kind of like a Z's Alshire where he's just an absolute maniac. Once the lights mm-hmm. turn on, but I'm not going to say Eric Gar's Cortland Finnegan yet. That's Cortland Finnegan made pro bowls. So let's, you know, I'm not going to go that far, but he is somebody that is worth keeping an eye on uh, as this moves forward. So, um, Jack, my second stock up player, another undrafted rookie, Kiaris Jackson, because yeah. I wasn't sure where Kiaris Jackson was going to be at the wide receiver group because of how congested it is with Treshawn Harrison that I who I like, 
uh, Colton Dowell, who I wish I liked more at, at this point. NWI, who I'm consistently trying to get cut and find ways that he doesn't make the team. Kiaris do Jackson. Yeah, I know. I know he's your guy. I know. <laughs> I know NWI is your guy. But Kiaris Jackson is fast. He's explosive. He's got good one after the catch ability. He's strong in a thicker, bigger body. And he played big time college ball. And I liked his two catches that he made um, on Saturday against the Bears and how what he did with them. And so Kiaris Jackson is somebody that I want to see more from. Uh, and you know, I could see less of Gavin Holmes. I think you guys know that I'm basically out on Race and McMath. Um, yeah. And Mason Kinsey just does not have a role on this roster. And so I think Kiaris Jackson is somebody that I want to see more opportunity because I like his upside a lot. He's kind of lumped in there right with Reggie Roberson. Roberson made a big catch on the sidelines, but Jackson, I thought Jackson looked good because he brought out a kickoff as well um, past the 25-yard line. I thought he looked good in that role. So it's nice to see, like, Titans fans have been deprived of a solid kick returner. Chester Rogers was good for that one year, but it's it's been a while since they've had a guy that brings excitement back there, and we're seeing dudes – that, I mean, multiple guys that could fill in that role and, and do it pretty well. Phillips in the punt returning game. Uh, we got Spears bringing kickoffs back. Kiaris Jackson looked good. Um, it's it's just a good thing to have guys, multiple guys that can do these things. It gives them a better chance to make the roster as well. Kiaris Jackson, you mentioned play ball at Georgia. Didn't really shine at Georgia because of all the talent that was around him. But well, he's got two, right? Yeah, exactly. But he, he's got big play potential and he made a couple of catches that did excite me as well. I want to see more of him, just like you said, but it's going to be tough to kind of crack that, that 53 man for Jackson, because there's just that big chunk of dudes there. It's, it's probably going to be the player that makes the most plays in the next two weeks. I don't want to sound like captain obvious, but well, yeah. Um, and I think for, for him, like you know, he, he's a former four-star recruit. So this is a guy that has a good athletic profile. And when you're looking at undrafted free agents, like guys that went to big schools that just didn't have a lot of opportunity or for whatever reason didn't do as much. I think you look at their athletic profile and what they were as, as a recruit, as something to fall back on. Like Kiaris Jackson played in 15 games last year for Georgia, but he only had 21 catches for 320 yards. Uh, now he's only had four touchdowns in his uh, four seasons at Georgia that he played. Uh, but his best year was three seasons ago as a sophomore uh, where he had 36 grabs for 514 and three touchdowns. So I, I like his athletic profile and what he can be. It's just the cluster that um, the Titans have at wide receiver because we're going to talk about Chris Moore and Josh Wiley, I'm sure here in our stock down segment, but you know, I think Chris Moore is going to be fine and he's a part yeah. of the roster. I think he had a weird day, but I think it's good that, that he had a weird day, you know, in the first preseason game, like who cares? Chris Moore's 30 years old as a veteran. He's going to get over that and be better. But I think, uh, I think Kiaris Jackson is an interesting piece to see kind of what happens. And you mentioned the thing with Racy McMath. I just, it seems like whenever he catches the ball, he falls down. There, there's he's he's known for his speed and yeah, when, when is it down, yeah, that's a good point you you can't do anything with your speed you you totally take that out of your own game so he's hurting himself by not by not staying on his feet and picking up yards after the catch I, I forget which quarterback hit him it was close to the right sideline 
and he kind of just slid down Levis, unnecessarily. And, now that was a good catch, though. Like it was that was third and thirteen. Levis made a throw, and it was a necessary go down and get the football to convert. But you're right. Like you never see him after the catch. You never, never do. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. I didn't think think about that. Frustrating. All right. That's frustrating. All right. <laughs> All right, Jack. So we've done stock ups. Now it's time to do stock down. Which Titans players stock dropped the most in that preseason game versus the Bears? We'll get to your uh, opinions here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys all about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who you can trust and who you can turn to to get yourself back to health. And the Bone and Joint Institute is that in Franklin, state-of-the-art facilities where they can do everything all in that one location from the diagnosis, the clinics, the surgery, the rehab facility, everything. Their doctors are phenomenal. I've been there. I've seen multiple doctors for different parts uh, and ailments and injuries that I've had over the years, whether it's my knee that's been repaired uh, from the Bone and Joint Institute or my shoulder or my foot or really anything uh, that you're looking for, they can take care of you. So check them out online or at boneandjointtn.org. Check these guys out before the football season really gets underway. BetMGM, the king of sports books, they've got a great promotion going on right now. If you've got friends who want to get some skin in the game, then this is the place for you. Current users can log into BetMGM Go to the Refer a Friend invitation and get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend joins, they'll get $100 in bonus bets and you'll get $100 in bonus bets. Invite up to 20 of your friends, get all of them to join. You create a little mini network, a little mini pyramid scheme, and you're all winning money on BetMGM. <laughs> Trust me, this works. It's a great promotion that you're not going to find on any other sports book. So go download BetMGM and invite all of your friends. All right, so Jack, uh, we're talking about stock down. So I'll send you to the chat, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Which Titans players stock dropped the most in that game against the Bears? Well, let me get back to the top of the chat. The chat says, um, let's see, they're going with Levis. They think Levis's stock dropped. I, I think this this was just kind of a see where his stock is game. Um, whoever number 68 is, the O-line, the entire O-line. Zach Johnson. The entire O-line gave up eight sacks. It's interesting to see Travis Gibson for the Bears play so long, but he tore him up when he was in there. Um, Wiley and Levis, says Mr. Jones, so he's doubling down there. Uh, I'm going to keep moving. Uh, let's see, Duncan, Jalen Duncan, he almost got Levis killed on that one play on the sack from behind. Gibby and NPF, NPF didn't look good. The entire offensive line, says Jay Streets. Chris Moore and Josh Wiley, says Titans Kyle. Racy didn't help himself, says Ken. Uh, both kickers and Monty Rice stock down. NPF getting beat by third teamers. Um, we, we've got more. Well, you Monty missed out Rice. the Ohio State Muppet comment. I did. Time. I did. I thought that was good to miss out on. Uh, <laughs> stock down Monty Rice. Uh, Eric Davis says NPF. We need to see a lot out of NPF this offseason because we're not going to get seen for six weeks. He's got to hit the ground running. He didn't exactly show out in the opener. Um, a lot of Monty Rice's, a lot of NPFs, uh, they, they kind of dominate the comment section here. Austin, I want to flip it to you, though. Before, Yeah, before I go into mine, I do think Chris Moore and Josh Wilder are going to be fine. Those two guys made mistakes. Uh, I haven't seen those two guys make mistakes that often in training camp uh, with their fumbles or lack of ball security. 
I think Chris Moore and Josh Wall, they both had good practices yesterday. So I think that's a positive development good. and a bounce back. And Chris Moore is going to make the team. And I think Chris Moore is going to be a really nice player for the Titans here. Um, my two guys are to pay off the, the title of the show, two players in jeopardy of losing jobs. Jack, I think it's Monty Rice and Hassan Haskins. I don't think, I don't think Hassan Haskins has a role in this team and off field issues or not. I just don't think Hassan Haskins is very good. And Hassan Haskins and Monty Rice, neither of these guys were at Titans practice yesterday, which I thought was interesting. I don't know why neither of them got hurt visibly in the game and they were not a part of the injury updates or reports after the games. And so they just weren't there. Monty Rice is getting buried on the depth charted inside linebacker because Aziz Alshire is very solid. Um, then I see Jack Gibbons and Gifford and Chance Campbell and Neiman and others Neiman, getting yeah. more run at inside linebacker than Monty Rice is. I don't think they trust Monty Rice. Everything about Monty Rice, kind of like I said about Kiarish Jackson, good athletic profile, highly recruited guy, went to Georgia. But whatever for whatever reason, and I don't know, he's just not putting it together. And I don't know if the staff is being patient enough or, or if, they're, if they're not willing to be patient with Monty Rice anymore. And so I think um, I think Monty Rice is in jeopardy of losing a, losing a job. Oh. Is he going to get cut? I don't know. I think that would be tough to cut a third-round pick this early going into year three. But then Hassan Haskins – and somebody brought up here, let me go back to that. Um, Section 240, our guy Bonafide Bro. He says, Haskins was dinged up on the Chris Moore down by contact fumble. You can see it on the replay with a wrist. That was like the first play of the game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was It was very early. And, but he and he played, and he had six carries for... It was on, uh, yeah, it was on the It was on the fumble, exactly. Yeah, down, Chris Moore down by contact fumble, exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, that was the there. first play of the game. And Hassan Haskins had six carries... For 12 yards, he had the the short yardage touchdown. His long carry was five, and he played, you know, throughout the game there. So I, maybe that was a super sore the next type of day thing for Hassan Haskins. And so um, that which makes sense. But I just don't think Hassan Haskins is very good. He's not explosive. He's not fast. He's slow to the hole. He might be strong, but he's he's slow to get to the hole, which means he's fighting through tacklers to gain a yard or something. And I just think Julius Chestnut, who we have not mentioned yet, is more valuable to this point. And Jonathan Ward got hurt as well. Didn't see him yesterday at practice, and they signed a, a new running back. I just think Hassan Haskins and Monty Rice are two guys whose stock is dropping, and there's other players at their position who is taking advantage of it. Man, isn't that frustrating too? Because you let David Long walk. For the low price of two years and eleven million dollars down to Miami, and you think you've got his replacement in Monty Rice. I, it, when you let when when they let Long walk, I don't think any of us thought it was for Jack Gibbons, right? We thought Monty Rice would be able to step into this role. So it's super disappointing that he's not ready and he's not making an impression on this Titans coaching staff to get in there because he's athletic, but you know the game seems a little slow to him. Yeah. And Jack Gibbons, you know, he, it seems like he's all there on the mental side. But he's a little slow in, in terms of his speed because he was chasing Kari Blasen game around. And Kari Blasen game's a, a damn fullback for the Bears. But right, uh, former college the, running back, though, right? Yeah, that's right, at Vanderbilt University. Um, but 
I don't know. I, I'm not super, super excited with what I saw from the inside linebacker position. I thought Neiman is fast. Chance Campbell's more of like an edge guy, it seems like. I No, I think I like Chance Campbell, and I think they like Chance Campbell uh, quite a bit. Uh, a guy out of Ole Miss who is a lot faster than Gibbons. We'll kind of see if Chance Campbell can at some point. Look, they trust Gibbons more than they trust Monty Rice. Chance Campbell is a better athlete than Gibbons. Monty Rice is the best athlete of the three, but for whatever reason, he's not getting opportunities. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I, I do – want to go to a couple comments because uh, before we get to yours, Jack, um, is that I think, uh, I think Monty Rice is more likely to make the roster than Hassan Haskins. I just think Monty Rice is losing opportunity. And Eric Stanley, no relation, uh, says if Jaquez Patrick works out, then Hassan Haskins won't be around. Patrick is the running back that was, I believe, one of the XFL leading rushers uh, Mm -hmm. that they signed yesterday. But I think that's more because Jonathan Ward is injured. And Jonathan Ward that move tells me that Jonathan Ward's injury might be a little bit long-term, which, you know, we'll kind of see how that works. But yesterday they only had three running backs at practice, Henry Spears and Chestnut. And we all know Derek Henry doesn't get a lot of work in practice. So that's a lot of run for Spears and Chestnut in a practice like that. So I I think that's fascinating too. Yeah, Um, Two of those guys might not even play in the second preseason game. So, right. Uh, Let's see. GK had a ridiculous comment that I want to get to. It was butchered from a uh, typo situation, but I understood what he was saying. GK says, Austin, what? Wiley is not NFL caliber, and I felt that even before his brutal game. Josh Wiley is NFL caliber. I like Josh Wiley. I think Josh Wiley can have a good role on this roster. I think the good thing for Wiley is that, like Chig a year ago, he probably won't have as big of an impact until November, December. Um, because of, you know, Chig is very talented. Wesco is better than Swaim, uh, and Raider is not bad either for your third tight end. So I think Josh Wiley is NFL caliber. I think he's got some learning things he's got to do. I don't think he's been hit very hard at Cincinnati like that. And so I think Josh Wiley is very talented. I just think he needs to, he needed to settle in and he bounced back and had a good practice yesterday. So I think saying that Josh Wiley is not NFL caliber is a stupid comment from GK, but what's new? All right, well, that brings me to my stock down. Let's get to your stock down here in a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, an elite uh, Kubota dealer with three great locations across Middle Tennessee, Franklin, Columbia, and in Murfreesboro. The website, KrebsKubota.com. The website's awesome. You go check out the website, KrebsKubota.com. But what does it mean to be an elite Kubota dealer? It means they have the best equipment in the industry and the best warranties in the industry. When you have an equipment need, You need to have a relationship with your equipment provider. And that's where Krebs comes in because the power units they have, everything that you need, big or small for your projects at home or around your property, uh, whatever that looks like, they've got it for you. You can buy it or you can just rent it. And maybe maybe renting is your first need. And that's totally fine. Krebs Kubota will help you out and rent out whatever that power unit is for your applications at home. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com or their three great locations in Columbia, Franklin, or in Murfreesboro. Check out BetMGM as well. It's the easiest sports book to navigate. It's an app you can have on your phone and go to to check out whenever you want. You can get your preseason futures bets in uh, on the NFL, on college football. Win totals are out now. You can go ahead and get those before the season gets fully underway. But they've got an awesome promotion that you absolutely have to check out before doing any of those things. Current users can log into BetMGM and use the refer a friend invitation by inviting up to 20 friends, you can get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend signs up with BetMGM, they'll get $100 and you'll get $100 all in bonus bets. 
So you don't have to worry about losing those bets and losing money. It's free money that you get to play with. Download BetMGM, take advantage of his awesome offer, and start your football season in the green. All right, so Jack, uh, you're going to have your two guys whose stock dropped the most. My two were Monty Rice and Hassan Haskins that I think could potentially lose their jobs. Uh, so Jack, who are your guys that had their stock drop the most? You know, it, it, this was tough because I, I could have gone three or four different ways with this. And uh, I, I I just, again, I, I let the, you know, I rewatched it again yesterday um, on NFL Game Pass and it kind of spoke to me a little bit. I noticed my first, I'll, I'll go, since we just talked about Wiley, I'm going to go ahead and start with him. Josh Wiley was on mine. He disappointed me. Um, I think Wiley at his best is a great red zone threat for the Titans. And those passes where he's going to have to go up and make the catch up here are, are is going to be where he's the most valuable. And he didn't do that. And he kind of let Willis down on a play like that, mm-hmm. especially with where they were on the field. That cannot happen in the regular season. That is a crucial mistake. We talk about Monty Rice losing opportunity. Wiley, you mentioned, is buried behind Chigakonkwa, who's the better receiver, and Trevon Wesco, who's the better blocker. So where does how does Wiley get onto the field? Well, you got to make those plays in the games. That and then the fumble was inexcusable. You can't do that stuff to hurt the team. Brable always says that. Putting the ball on the ground as a tight end, as a as probably the biggest player on the field, is really inexcusable. And I, I hope that that gets cut out. Fumbles are a little fluky, so I'm okay to give him a pass, especially with it being his first NFL game. But it's encouraging to hear he had a good practice yesterday. I just need to see more from him in live yeah. action. Amy but Wells here's... came on the Tighten Up podcast and raved about him. Like I understand he's got a high ceiling. I just need to see it. Well, Wiley was working with the first unit a lot yesterday. And I think that's a good thing, right? Like he had a rough day Saturday, but he was back there whenever they were in, you know, Kevin Rader was not uh, at practice after he got banged up late in that game. But I think it is a good thing that Josh Wiley is continuing to uh, work with the first team in a rotational basis as a weapon that they can use in a bunch of different alignments. Uh, So who was your other stock down player? Trey Avery, Trey Avery was, he got, he got picked on all the time when PJ Walker got put in the game. I understand he came down with that pick, but he also, that pick was more of a a mistake from PJ Walker than it was Trey Avery being in the right place at the right time. It it was a punt return. I mean, that ball was horribly thrown. He got picked on constantly with Walker in the game. He he ended up getting a pass interference, gave up a catch to Velas Jones, Velas Jones, excuse me. And just, doesn't give me much hope, especially in the screen game. Like when, when DJ Moore took that ball all the way to the house and then Khalil Herbert did the same thing, Trey Avery was getting mauled by a wide receiver. If I'm an opposing offense watching that and something happens to Fulton, Murphy, Bunting, or McCreary and Avery's in the game, I'm immediately running a screen to his side. I don't think he can get off the block and make the tackle. That was that was, that was disappointing to see for me. Um, and it was an obvious hole in his game. So Trey Avery is the other one for me. Interesting. Uh, Trey Avery had a pick from Malik Willis in practice yesterday. And I, I think Trey Avery's on the team. Um, I, I do feel like um, that's, that's interesting from you. Like, you know, I don't think he's going to be like the best uh, corner they have, but I think he's probably their fourth or fifth, probably their fifth corner. Um, okay. That's, it's still scary though. Like Fulton hasn't exactly had a great track record of staying on the field. Um, so if he goes down and Avery comes in, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm in a bad place mentally there. Austin. I, I just can't trust Trey Avery. I can't do it. That's fine. 
I get that. Uh, I was surprised that you did not say Nicholas Petit Frere because he was third on my list. And Jamar says NPF stock should be down. I agree. I think he had a false start in the game and he's had several false starts in practices. And I, I don't know if this is a mental thing of him being in his own head because of the suspension and him feeling the guilt of letting his team down. But I, you know, NPF was never like a solidified starting right tackle for me, you know, going into the year before the suspension. And I just feel like NPF is in a weird spot to where he was fine as a rookie and available, but I didn't exactly think he was like the answer to the long-term right tackle job. So if I were to name a third NPF would be that because of his inconsistencies uh, throughout uh, camp. Yeah. Disappointing to see from him, you, you know, and to kind of compile on that is Jalen Duncan getting thrown in at left tackle and looking exactly like Dennis Daly. Like not only, like physically looking exactly like him, but also playing like him and uh, getting, you know, probably giving Will Levis some whiplash on a sack from behind. So disappointing to see from the tackles, a position group that they really need to to get something out of this, this season. But NPF, when he comes back in week seven, he better have all this ironed out because they're going to absolutely need him. Yeah. They're really going to need him. And I don't, I don't know what to expect. I do want to get Jack to uh, a comment because I called GK's comment about Josh Wiley being, not NFL caliber stupid. And uh, so GK says, Austin, all my comments come from facts and experience. You calling them stupid because you disagree is immature and unprofessional and Bush league. So I, I don't, look, I called your comments stupid about Josh Wiley not being NFL caliber because you have, what do you know? Like, are you at practice? Like, I, I, I don't see GK at practice. Like how many practices have you watched of Josh Wiley in an NFL training camp? You saw a bad game on Saturday, but what I saw yesterday is him go up and catch a football, high point it, be out there with the first unit rotating with Chig and Tannehill's unit and making plays doing so. So that's what I see from Josh Wiley. I also see the length and the the different types of things that he's picking up on that they're asking him to do. So unless GK's actually at Titans practice every day and just hasn't said anything about it in the last three weeks, then I don't, then I don't know where that comes from. And then Austin, I know you're out there every day, but you can also admit that Wiley didn't have a performance up to par. Yeah, he had a bad game. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 bad game. And GK says, I watched him play throughout college. I know the player. Okay. And he played at Cincinnati. I think from what I saw in college, he had a lot of traits that translate to the NFL and what they want him to be. I think Josh Wiley can be a, can be a, have a good role in this offense as, you know, it's, he's not going to be asked to catch the ball 50 times. Like he's going to be the second tight end at best. And that's the role he was picked to be in. He's a fascinating option at his size. And I think the ceiling that he has is something to get excited about for Titans fans. I, uh, I, I, I didn't like what I saw in the preseason opener, but I understand the potential and I understand that he has time and room to grow, which is important playing behind Chig and Wesco. He's going to get opportunities in practice. He's going to get his feet wet a little bit. I, I, I trust that he'll come around um, once the regular season's here, but an exciting option in the red zone, especially. So I, I hope that he does take the next next step forward and kind of puts all these uh, all these naysayers, including myself, to bed with his next performance in the preseason. Yeah, and then Ryan says, "GK, he's a Tennessee Vol fan. What do you expect? That, like that, that has anything with anything." And Ryan <laughs> did have a couple super chats that I missed earlier, so I'll, I'll get to those because um, Ryan says uh, that it's not Willis that Austin hates; it's Levis. <laughs> I mean, you can't win. I, you cannot win with the chat today. 
Well, it really is just a select few guys that are usually uh, on my ass about things like that. Now, Ryan does bring up this, which is a good point. What about the kickers uh, that the Titans will have certainly cost the two games no. minimum? Yeah, the kickers did not do well. Uh, Shudak and Wolf both had mistakes. Wolf missed a field goal. Shudak kicked a kickoff out of bounds, which oh, there's like okay. there's the, the most avoidable penalty in all of sports is not kicking the football off out of bounds. And the opener almost went out of bounds. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it, it looked like the it. perfect kickoff, but it was uh, two yards yeah. away from being the worst kickoff. It's ridiculous. That's and so Ryan, I agree with you. The kickers have problems, and the kickers have been good in practice. And Sam's all like, "Oh yeah, Trey Wolf this and Trey yeah. Wolf that and Shudak and whatever." And like, it's easy to kick in training camp practice. Like, I don't care. But what happens when you get into a game and there's, you know, I know Soldier Field does have some swirling winds, but that's a tough place to kick. But hey, you're not tough places to kick. So I do agree with Ryan on that one. And then um, Noah has a super chat from earlier. In honor of Madden coming out, they need to raise Malik's awareness from 42 uh, to at least even with Will Levis at 66. Yeah, they hate him there. And I I haven't played Madden in I don't know how long, uh, but it would make sense that Malik Willis's awareness was fairly low. Didn't look aware last year in regular season action. When it comes to the kickers, Austin, I'm not excited about it. I'm very nervous. I'm wondering why the hell they let Randy Bullock go for these two you know, chumps. It, it doesn't. It doesn't inspire confidence. I know Shudak's been around for a little while, but with the game on the line, I'm I'm sweating bullets. I'm just glad that Week One's in a dome down in Nola. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. And then uh, for anybody who thinks I hate Will Levis, just go watch yesterday's show when I said really good things about Will Levis that he was like three to five inches away from being the talk of the NFL preseason weekend. So you can go, you know, listen to all that there, Ryan and. Any other Kentucky fans that think I hate uh, Will Levis. But anyway, Jack, I have a two-part rapid-fire trivia for you in the chat. Okay. I've done some research, and I'm going to get to our Tuesday sports trivia. Not the normal trivia setup, but I think a very entertaining setup because of recent Titans news. So it is time for Tuesday sports trivia. Presented by WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Make Payne Bone and WilsonCountyHyundai.com a part of your new car buying process. Payne does a phenomenal job when it comes to helping uh, you find your next ride. So check him out in Lebanon uh, or online, family-owned and operated, WilsonCountyHyundai.com when you're looking for your new ride uh, right there. So appreciate them, as always. Been with us for a long time. So, uh, Jack, Tuesday sports trivia, a little bit different. Because I'm going to ask you two questions. One of them is just a simple question. We're going to guess. And then the other one is a rapid fire. How many can you name? So Chris Jackson, we talked about earlier, was cut yesterday by the Titans, leaving Christian Fulton as the only remaining 2020 uh, draft class pick on the active roster. So I'm going to put, as I pull up my stopwatch, my timer, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. No, for this one, I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock. How many, John, I'm going to say it twice. I'll start the clock after my second time. How many John Robinson draft picks do you think are currently on the Titans 90-man roster? How many John Robinson draft picks do you think are still on the Titans 90-man roster right now? 20 seconds on the clock starts now. So he got here in 2016, left in 2022. Yeah, so that's 
six, eight, seven eight, drafts. Eight drafts, seven drafts. Seven drafts. Ten seconds. I just need a number. Uh, let's just say two players from each draft, three players maybe. Let's go 17. You think 17? Okay. So you got two seconds left on the clock. So you said 17. Steven says 16, five, seven, four, five, five. There's a lot of really He's got more than those. They're in the chat. Jack, this morning, I counted 19. 19 Stop. John Robinson players left on this Man. roster. So now I'm going to put 45 seconds <laughs> on the clock. I'll give you 50. Okay. 50 seconds on the clock, Jack Gentry, and chat. You can use the chat. How many John Robinson draft picks on the roster can you name? My clock starts with the first name out of your mouth. Lawan was not a pick, was he? He's not on the roster. Okay, Lawan's not. Okay, they got okay. That's I got to circle back. On I mean, the big, roster. Big Jeff, Kevin Byard, Derek Henry, uh, Traylon Burks, um, Chickaconquo. Uh, let's see from last year. We we got Monty Rice. We've got Dylan Radins. Uh, Aaron Brewer was he a draft pick? That's no. eight. Okay, so so Farley will be eight. I'm going to the chat. Harold Landry nine. Um, we've got who else do we got? Demarcus Walker was a f- undrafted free agent. Kyle Phillips ten. Fulton eleven. Good job, chat. Keep them coming. Um, who else do we have? UD. I'm thinking UDFA. Fifteen seconds. I'm thinking UDFAs. Um, Rashad Weaver was a draft pick. That's 12. Elijah Molden, 13. Good job, chat. Hassan Haskins, 14. Um, NPF, 15. Uh, Who else? Oh, 15. 15. Amani Hooker was a good one. That would have been 16. Now my timer's going off. 17. So you got 15. And ironically, I actually missed two players because they're – on the PUP list and did not show up on the roster when I looked this morning. Caleb Farley and Dylan Radins make it 21. So 21 players on the roster for the Titans that are John Robinson draft picks. You got 15. Good, good work, chat. That was a big-time chat assist there. Y'all were rolling them in. So um, the we, ones, the guys miss? that you missed, you said Burks, Byard, Fulton, Haskins, Henry, Landry, you said Chig, NPF, Phillips, Rice, Simmons, Weaver, Farley, and Radins. Those were your 15 you got. The mm-hmm. ones you missed in alphabetical order, Chance Campbell, Hooker, Amani Hooker. Chance this is Campbell a, a draft pick. This is I forget what, about that. It's White Patrick Willis to me, baby. Corey Levin, because – Technically a draft pick. Levin was drafted. But he was cut like three times and he's he's been back. Yeah. You missed Roger McCreary. Missed Malik. Racy McMath. And Malik Willis. How did I miss Malik? Oh, I'm so mad at myself. If I did that again, I think I could get probably 18 or 19 of them. Interesting. So they've got 90 players on the roster and, if you include Farley and Raidens on PUP, 21 John Robinson draft picks are still there. Yeah. That's still not enough, though. That's like, a, that's really kind of a depressing stat, Austin. Yeah. That makes me a little sad on the inside. Because Rand Carthen's been here one year. Rand Carthen's been here one, not even one season, one draft, one offseason. Mm-hmm. And he's had to totally revamp this roster. So 
And the work has just gotten started for Carthon. He's got a lot of work down the road coming up. So <clears throat> Robinson didn't do him any favors, though. He did build a nice core. I got to I got to tip my hat to Robinson. Built a nice core. Missed on a lot of early picks. But Henry Simmons, Bayard, Landry, Fulton, if he can stay healthy this season, uh, you know, he's 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 got you. Those are, those are the Titans pillars, but not a lot of supporting cast to go around. There. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys. You know, Henry and Byard are the only two holdovers from the 2016 class left, and they're the longest tenured Titans, which is kind of weird because Kern's gone, right? But yeah, so John Robinson, 21 draft picks, including the two on PUP, but he does have a lot of free agent signings that are still on the team. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill was a big acquisition that John Robinson made that has paid dividends. Undrafted free agents that John Robinson deserves credit for, like Aaron Brewer, and um, and uh, I guess Jack Gibbons technically, uh, NWI, Trey Avery, TR Tart is a good, yeah. uh, legitimate NP, uh, undrafted uh, find there from, from them. So I, I look, he's had a lot of big misses, but it is very crazy that that quickly they've switched it up because Chris Jackson's gone and now. Fulton, the only guy from his draft class left. The amount of UDFAs that contribute on the Titans roster is, is I, w- I would venture to say, higher than most around the league. They've done a good job finding some some hidden gems after the draft. Yeah, and, and they don't honestly have a lot remaining from the 2021 class, too. Uh, well, they, they actually do. They just haven't done anything <laughs> because Brady Breeze is the only guy from 2021 that's not around. Brady yeah, and he got hurt, yeah. I remember but they, everybody else is still there. It's just, there's been Farley Raiden's injuries, Monty Rice injuries, Elijah Molden injuries, racing math injuries, and Rashad Weaver injuries. All these guys have missed at least like a full year with an injury. <laughs> Chat's cracking me up right now. Jesse Martin's this <laughs> almost makes up for missing so much in the first six rounds. <laughs> yeah. and, and I will say this, uh, <laughs> Ryan Stonehouse is a feather in John Robinson's cap and he can continue. For to sure. Win. That's a good one. There, sure. Mr. Jones. All right. Well, hey, uh, good show today, Jack. Uh, stock up, stock down for Titans players after that first preseason game. Sam should be in the air, I hope, in the air on the way to Minneapolis from Chicago right now because Titans-Vikings joint practices start tomorrow and Thursday. So we'll have Sam live from Minneapolis uh, for the rest of the week on the show. Make sure that you like the show. Give us that thumbs up on Facebook and YouTube. Always way more people watching uh, than have actually liked the show. So hit that thumbs up button. It helps us out. It helps you guys out. Grow more friends in the chat uh, and continue our Titans conversation. Buck Rising will be live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always.